Hey, Donnie here. I wanted to tell you about Champions 90. Champions 90 isn't a workout routine or a fitness routine. This is about you transforming your life mentally, giving yourself an upgrade while you build to business freedom. Champions 90 is about you getting quiet with your thoughts, staying focused on building your business and getting you to freedom. Come join the challenge at champions90.com. All right, kids, strap it in. This is going to be a fun conversation. So you know when you see like an image of somebody and you're like, fuck, that's my kind of people. That's what happened to this one. So I was in her talking to a friend of mine and she says, hey, this gal's helping me with some branding stuff. Pulled up a website. I'm like, as soon as I saw her image, I'm like, that gal's coming on the fucking podcast. So this is going to be a fun conversation, guys. We're going to talk about branding, her story, her life. So Miss Isabel Mercier, look at that. I got it right. Welcome to the show, my dear. Man, I wanted to jump in here really quick and make sure you guys know about our badass sponsor, Point Blank Safety Services. Man, Stacy McGovern, Mike McGovern, and the team over there that are taking care of the police officers across the great state of Texas are doing amazing things, keeping our, our highways, our buildings, and, and everything around us safe and secure, employing off-duty police officers. And it's truly badass that their mission is to keep the men and women that are keeping us safe with additional income so they can sustain their family life and do the things that others won't do to make sure that we uh, stay safe out there. And because of their success and their ability to employ over 200 police officers over the state of Texas, we, they started a organization called Blue Family Fund that gives back and supports the families of fallen police officers. Um, the tragic things and the days and times that we're in and the unfortunate incidents that has led to the death of several police officers and, and you know, their families that are left behind, somebody's got to take care of them. And Stacy and Michael over at Point Blank Safety, they opened up Blue Family Fund so they could help support those families. Scholarships for the kids, additional funds and resources as needed. It is an amazing and beautiful organization. So do me the world's largest favor, guys. If, if you love and support this show, go support Blue Family Fund. Go, go to their website, bluefamilyfund.org. Send them five bucks, 20 bucks, something, anything to go help them support police officers and their families. It would be an amazing, amazing act of kindness for you to do that for them. And, and it would mean everything to Stacy and myself uh, for your love and support for what they do. And if you guys have not come over to check out Success Champion Networking, 
let me tell you that we are changing the world in how people professionally grow their business. B2B networkers from around the world coming together to grow and scale through introductions and referrals. Man, this is not your kids, you know, networking group. This isn't for the rookie, the the rookies. I can't even talk today. This isn't for the beginners. This is for the get shit done action taking folks. We literally bring the best of the best together um, in weekly chapter meetings of business to business professionals that are kicking ass and taking names. I'm so excited for the success of this. We have since May launched 20 chapters across the US. We just opened in Canada. We're getting ready to open in London and this continues, continues to scale and grow. I'm fascinatedly excited for the ability to impact and change the world by helping others so drastically change how they're growing their business. Because if you put a room of a bunch of badasses together, amazing shit happens. So go to either DonnieBobin.com, click on networking groups, and it'll take you right to the page where you can get signed up to visit and check out a chapter or you can go to successchampionnetworking.com for more details. Now, let's get on to the badass herself. Thank you, thank you, I'm happy to be here. Same with you, my friend. When we connected, I was like, yeah, we are kindred spirits for sure. <laughs> What's my story? Well, you know, um, truly, I come from four generations of entrepreneurs, all in the hair business. My whole four generations. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> a crazy lead, right? Um, yeah, and I, you know what? I was raised in a hairdresser salon. My mom was a hairdresser. My grandparents had a hairdresser school. And my dad was a radio and TV talk show host. So this is probably where I got my gift of gab. However, what I've learned from behind the chair, right, from helping my mom is all about brand experiences. My mom was a freaking powerhouse around out creating outstanding experiences for her clients. And uh, I learned a lot from that and from working with my dad and doing things with my dad in the radio, radio world. But um, truly that set me on a trajectory or trajectory of um, building brands that not only are badass, like because same with you, you know, we yeah. work with badass people, not people who pretend to be badass, right. just people who are, who are doing great and doing good things like building brands to make life better. That's what I'm interested in. But ultimately, you know, I was a years and years and years ago in my previous life, I was a, a, a dancer, jazz and modern dancer. And I had a pretty life-changing accident uh, that completely changed the course of my life. Could not do that anymore. So you know, went into uh, art and uh, design for theater and movies, and then um, met the love of my life. So see, Donnie right here. <laughs> Had I went into dance, I would never have met my wife of almost 30 years. Which is freaking amazing. Congratulations, by the way. That's just awesome. so. So you have this Molotov cocktail of badassery when it comes to parents. You got you got hairdresser mom. Crazy, eccentric, <laughs> badass. You got dad who's in TV and radio. So not only are you had to wear a lot of makeup as a kid. Because <laughs> being a hairdresser in the TV, <laughs> somebody was dolling your ass up. You know, um, you should have no is the answer. I'm telling you, I've like I've always been very clearly 
just me and me is is not is not all dolled up that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> i've seen some videos you clean up very nice here okay thank you <laughs> um but you know but we tend to be a product of our upbringing right you know some yeah. of us bust out of the, the those upbringings and i've got the greatest family and i mean i've got a rare thing my parents will, are been together almost 50 years you know and and you know, my wife's parents were together for almost 50 years before her, her dad passed away. But, wow. you know, so so we know we come from a new unique background. But when you find somebody that's got a cool mom hairdresser, dad's TV, I mean, that's a cool combination. And I know that gave you exposure to a lot of different conversations, lifestyles, and anything else. How does that impact how you're sitting across from companies and able to the figure out their brand. I can't say that word, figure out yeah. their brand so sure. you can help them tell the right story. Yeah. You know, um, I grew up dyslexic, so I've, I've, I have, or I experienced dyslexia. And so that, how does that come in the mix? It's, there's a link. Um, as a result of that, as a result of seeing as a dyslexic human being, I see and understand things differently which has been the bane of my existence in my youth because I felt less than, you know, I always, I felt like I always had to work so hard at making sure that nobody knew that I had a learning disability. And um, not that I was, you know, at the time, this is why we're talking 40 years ago, right? Um, you know, it wasn't a cool thing, you know, and, but I learned to utilize that, that, I learned that that gets me an advantage of how I see things, how I understand things. And, and I remember I could not, I loved, I loved school, loved school, but I couldn't wait for the day of school ends so I could go back to the hairdresser salon of my mom and have intelligent conversations with clients and intelligent conversations with my, some of my dad's clients. So I've always been prevy to conversations that were 40, 50 years ahead of my age. Mm. Um, and that has given me a completely, I felt like the people of my age were boring. I couldn't, like my mom would be like, go, go, go play elastics. You remember this? Elastics, you yep. know, jump elastics and playing yep. little, little beads, you know? And I was like, no, I'd rather come here, serve, and learn about a bunch of different things, have cool conversations. And, um, and I, this is how I did my homework with clients in the salon and learning different ways. And my God, it was pivotal, pivotal. For me. Well, you know, it's fascinating to me because as, as I'm hearing you talk, what's going through my head is, damn, I did a lot of the same things as a kid, always found myself hanging out with the adult student, you know, the yeah. more adult conversations. But I never thought about how much that may have impacted me moving forward. That's just an interesting thing to think about. So thanks for making me think Ooh, about yeah, that. So, yeah. so what is a brand? Let me, let me put a caveat on that. Um, I've said several times on this show a, a definition of branding. and I want your, print, your opinion on it. Because um, a friend of mine who ran a very large printing comp or branding company here in the Fort Worth, Texas market, it's the one who told me this, and, and, I've, and I've loved it. The guy's name is Chuck Maligny. And what he says is advertising is what you say you do. Branding is what everybody else says you do. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So, so, and I just always love that thought process. But from, in your words, what is branding? A brand is, um, is what, who you are 
what is being crystal clear about who you are, what you do, how you make life better, what problems you solve, and how you solve these problems differently than anybody else. So what makes you the first, the best, or the only? He's right. You know, marketing is how you spread the word. Mm. This is how I say it. How you spread the word, the actions that will put you on the map. Spreading the word, that's marketing. What is the word to be spread? That's branding. And if you're not in control of how you want to be perceived, because at the end of the day, it is all about perception. Agreed. It's not what you, it's, it's what you say it is, but only if it's in alignment with what they say it is. Yeah, no, I love it because for, for me, you know, sales gets thrown in the mix of all this. You got marketing, advertising, and sales, and, and people always screw it up because for me, branding, marketing, advertising is all business development. Sales is, is a result of all that activity, right? Right. right? That's what it leads to. So in, in doing that, how does, because what somebody says about you when you're not around is very telling in a brand, right? Yes. You know, how do you know what's the right story to tell? Well, first, it's got to be real and honest, right? Because at the end of the day, it's about branding is about being you and more you. I, I remember a client of mine years ago said, I'm afraid of going through yet another branding process because it's not going to yet. It's again, it's not going to be me. And I'm like, well, you've never had a really true branding experience. And by the way, branding is an everyday thing. It's not an event. It's a journey. It's a lifelong marathon, right? So it's about really understanding what has brought you here. You know, any company, whether it's a big mogul company, big iconic company, or a mom and pop shop, you behind that company with your life experience, with what you think and how you view the world and how you want to deliver that experience, that's what makes you different from yet another coffee shop or yet another coach or yet another networking event, right? So what's different? What's the new normal that you want to create? Do we want to pivot an industry? Do we want to make life better for a particular group of people? We have to be very, very clear about that. And a lot of people think that truly, people think that branding is a logo, a cool product or, or a cool website. Those things are really important to a brand because they obviously are spokespeople, right? A right. website is a 24-7 spokesperson on your behalf. How is this person, this website, speaking on your behalf, right? That's super important to pay attention. Yeah, no, I love because people struggle with this concept because they very rarely show up as one person. And here's what I mean is oh, yeah. you get work person, you get home person, right? Those two people so rarely meet and they should. So they really struggle with telling the story in the marketplace, you know, of connecting with their real and genuine, you know, perfect client avatars and everything else because they don't know how to show up. Yeah. Right? How, how do you walk through somebody through that when they're in their head, they're like, I've got to be this person here, but over here, I've got to be this yeah. person. Yeah. And you know what? I'm going to say that nobody likes plastic flowers, right? At the <laughs> end of the day, you just got to be you. You and I swear. We swear. I right. swear on stage. It doesn't really matter where I am. At some point, 
I, and I, I remember learning at some one day, learning that the word shit was a swear word. And I thought, well, I didn't think that was a swear word, but anyways, <laughs> I'll go there. But truly, how do you get, how do you be more you? So the process is to really look at what mission are you on for you? I don't care. Mission statement, by the way, that is a swear word. Mission statements don't do dick all. You and me just became best friends. I fucking yeah. love you right now. I don't care that you have a mission statement. Yep. I care that you are on a mission. Yes. So being clear about what mission you're on, right? Microsoft years ago in the, in the world of uh, massive, massive products and tools, you know, Microsoft, not that it's my favorite company by no means, but Microsoft's, they're on the mission, right? They're in the business of having a computer on every desk and in every home. That's, that's what they've been on. Google, Google is on a mission to organizing the world's information and make it universally accessible and useful, right? It's not about we at the blah, 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 no. Just what, what is your, what's the new normal you want to create? Understanding that makes a big difference. Yeah, no, this is so smart. And I'm going to add one more in there is when the Apple was launched, um, Steve Jobs comes out and it wasn't the, the brand positioning statement of the Apple computer, but the words he said totally goes back to you're always living your brand because what he said on stage is I made a computer for us. That's right. And he instantly, you know, divided the marketplace and then people who were into the tech, the gadgets and everything else went, son of a bitch, somebody finally built my computer. Yeah, exactly. Right. And, and it was, so the whole point of that is, you know, cool and useful, yes. right? Simple, cool, and useful. That's what Apple stands for. And they're a great example because there are better phones than the iPhones. There are phones that do, that perform far better yet people still keep on buying iphones when because even do you remember there's a little ad online that says it's a little girl it's a little animated girl that says you know i want an iphone yeah we don't sell iphones here but we have a phone that's so much better yeah no i want an iphone i mean to the point where at some point in the animation it's like it serves you coffee this new phone does this does that does that. a massive list and then the little girl no i still want an iphone precisely what a good brand does is no matter what people say, where have you been on my life? Or I would be a fool to do business with anyone else, but you regardless of price. Yeah. This is so brilliant. Now I'm going to ask the tough question. They have billions of dollars. If you look at a company like Geico, that's got the caveman, the freaking lizard, the, you know, gecko, whatever, you know, all these different things that they have, they have, billions of dollars to throw at. And I was surprised to learn that Geico's like number 10 on money spend as far as right. branding goes. They're not, yeah. they're not, I thought they'd be like number one because you see their shit everywhere. But um, uh, what does the small business owner, you know, you've got solopreneurs, you've got small mom and pop shops. They don't have billions of dollars no. to, I mean, and, and, and they've got to really watch and allocate their funds because shit, I've got to pay staff over here. I've got to, you know, pay merchant fees over here. Then there's health insurance for employees. There, there's all these things. Where the hell do I come up with the money to make branding work for my business? Well, there's so many ways, you know, you're right now, you're talking about the companies that have long runways and that can be in front of you everywhere all the time to advertise. But for small business owners, educational based marketing is key. 
is to actually educate people about what you do and create brand awareness for absolutely free. But it requires guts, right? It requires guts to get out of behind your monitor and actually get out there on video, on master classes, on other people's podcasts. It requires you to step outside, but there's lots of ways to do it for free. For example, uh, when I launched my Build to Rock program, which is a branding and business growth program for small business owners, I didn't want a talking head video because, of course, you know, I don't want a talking head video. Right. So uh, what I did, a flash mob in the middle of downtown Vancouver <laughs> with a of bunch of people <laughs> having super fun. And that is, didn't cost me anything. It created bonding, right? Lots of bonding from people and connection and it created media attention. It created a for absolutely free. We just have to be a little creative. But in order to be creative in alignment, you gotta know what is it that your brand stands for? Mm. How are you gonna make life different? For example, I knew years ago, I owned a branding agency and now we've elevated that branding agency to branding and coaching. But at the time it was a design studio and I had lots of big competitions with a lot bigger, much bigger runway than I did. And at the time, still is today, but not with us, but it was, you needed to find an idea, pitch a company an idea, and whether they go for it or not, you're not paid. Well, if, you, if they go for it, you're paid. But if, if let's say they don't, you've worked three months on a pitch, they don't choose you, you're not paid. I mean, it doesn't take, Donnie, it doesn't take a doctorate degree to know that that's a shit business model. <laughs> Real quick. I sold commercial right? printing with, to a lot of those companies and I quit selling commercial printing to them because they'd have me bid out these big ass projects and all these moving yeah. parts. And then they wouldn't get the deal. And then all the work we did, I was like, all right. right. And so, you know what? We decided at the time, this was 25 years ago, that we would not operate that way. My peers gave me literally three months to live. They're like, that little thing is not going to last. Well, we built a seven figure business. We went from zero to 22 employees in our early twenties and asked me if I've pitched for no money. No, I did not. Right. So branding is also understanding if you're to go in business for yourself, might as well do it the way you want. Right. Because everybody else's way is taken anyways. Let's not try to copy. There's a lot of me too and me, me better right now. You know, there's a lot of me too, me better. There's not enough of me only and me, uh, yeah, me only, right? It's, it's super important to set yourself apart. If you're a coach and you don't have your own unique methodology for coaching, you have to have that. You have to actually brand something that is uniquely yours that's going to help you. Would you rather hire someone who says, I'm a great coach versus I'm a coach that has a methodology that is foolproof. It's called the leap zone trifecta, where we look at positioning, personality, and performance. And within these three categories, there are eight key areas for growth. So when we look under the hood of a business, we look at these eight key areas for growth to actually send you on your way to wherever your goal is, as so opposed to I'm a great coach. What you just told me in that line of phrases is simply that you do not work with starter coaches. And here's why. For a coach to get to that level, 
where they can tell you exactly how they coach. It just goes for businesses, for a business to get to that level, to tell you how they differentiate themselves in the marketplace, what their unique process is, what makes them me alone. They've had to go through a lot of shit. They've had to get their teeth kicked in, trying to sell to everybody. They've had to, to you know, try and make money off everything. You literally are not going to touch anybody until they've, they've been to hell and back trying to build a business. And I will disagree with you. Oh, come on. And I will. I will. <laughs> and here's why. Now, of course, someone has to have had some experience in delivering what they want to deliver. Of course. Right. However, I've seen a lot of people that are, that are shifting, pivoting their business to offer a new service. And that new service hasn't been fleshed out. So there's a process that I, that I utilize literally here. So I get people to come to my, I'm sitting in it right now, my uh, retreat center. And we spend one to three days together at formulating, at creating a, everybody's got a process. They just don't know it. Everybody's got a way of operating that comes from other, I'll give you an example. I was working with a real estate agent and she was a private investigator before in a previous life. And I didn't know that. And, but she'd been a fairly recent uh, uh, real estate agent and she really wanted to double her business this year, the year that I worked with her. And I was like, okay, talk to me about what's, I can't, cause you can't say what's unique about you. People don't know that, but talk to me about how you work. How do you, how far do you go above the line? How, what, tell me more. And as they're telling me this, at some point I was like, wow, you are one hell of a thorough real estate agent. What did you used to do in your previous life? And she's like, oh, I was a private investigator. Boom. So we actually created for her the process she already had, but it was, it was clunky. It wasn't consistent to her. It was just, I'm good at this. Therefore, this is what I do as opposed to, hmm, let's create a unique procedure or a unique way of talking about what you do and what makes you different. And so we branded something for her that was, that totally set her apart in how she works and how much she does in her work comparatively to everybody else. And she did make that goal that. No, I love that. I love it. Here, here's a fascinating thing about that. You have the unique ability to dive into somebody and literally pull that process, that message out. Yeah. Of them, right. That's, that's what makes you beautiful at what you do. What about the solopreneur that's coming up that doesn't have the huge budgets? Maybe not yeah. a huge budget, but, but, and they're like, well, shit, it'd be great if I could pay somebody to do this. But, I, but I, right now I'm looking at my life and I cannot pay somebody to take me through and help me figure out my process. Yeah. How does somebody do it on their own? That is precisely why this is going to sound like an ad here, but precisely why I- <laughs> Look, Guys, I set her up. Here we go. <laughs> well, truly, I, I heard that a lot. I speak on lots of stages and people went, oh my God, I want you. I want to work with you. I want to work with your brand. I just feel like I can't afford your process. First, that's an assumption. So we don't know. Guys, Nobody she's free. You can afford her all that. No, I'm kidding. That's right. <laughs> Here's, as a result of that, I created a, an online program with live coaching. That's called Build to Rock. And it's literally that. I fucking it's love you. a branding process that goes through what your brand DNA is, right? What does your brand stand for? What makes you unique? And there's worksheets and videos and there's live coaching every week. It's a, a, I've taken a complicated process and made it simple so that you can do it yourself and 
although it might not be what I would have, what I would have done if you were in the same room as me, I will tell you, it's a far cry from not, it's meaning it's a hell of a lot better than not having that. And hundreds of people, probably thousands by now have gone through this program. And it was voted uh, by BC Business as one of the best online programs. And truly it's fun. I put, of course, right? I put some fun into this, um, into this process because I'm telling you, if, a, if you could be the best at what you do, if you're not seen, heard, nor resonated with, because you can't communicate what you do in a way that resonates, you're going to be the best kept secret closet in the, in the, in the closet for a long time. Yeah. I, and, and I, I feel that and I, and I hear that, you know, it, it's fascinating to me because anybody who's run a business for a, a minute of time has always got a bajillion things going through their head, right? Yeah. It's, it's, you know, can I, um, you know, do whatever at any given time and they're juggling all this stuff. Is it more important to get the brand done before they launch or is it okay to rebrand once they realize they got it wrong the first time? Yeah. All of the above. <laughs> yes. <laughs> is the answer. <laughs> so of course, uh, this is why I say branding is a journey because my brand, and this is what I do for a living has evolved you know, quarter after quarter, year after year, it does evolve. What doesn't change is what I wholeheartedly stand for and what I wholeheartedly believe and what, what my business, it, the, the overall um, mission of my business, that, that, that has not changed because it's, it's ingrained and it's what I want. However, the way I communicate what I do, how I pivot and add new products or services or how I tweak the way I deliver our genius, that evolves all the time so you need to have a certain amount of understanding so when you say should they brand before i mean people are going to think oh yeah i need a logo and a website to start right. yes of course however what is being communicated on your website is more important than anything else just for, even for the fact even if it wasn't on your website but it's something that you understand and own that goes a hell of a long way yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I mean, because so many people confuse websites and, and their social media accounts and everything as, as, you know, that's branding and they don't understand it's the it's story behind it. You know, how are you flipping the mindset? I mean, I know you're coming on podcast and, and you're having these conversations. A lot of us are trying to, you know, but how do you actually get somebody to finally wrap their head around that there's more to it than, than just a logo. There's more to it than, than their website and everything else. That's a, it's a cohesive, complete package. Yeah. You know, it, it is about awareness, right? If people are not aware, then they can't make a change, but this is why I have leave TV, which is an online free online TV show about educating. It's about educating and, and really, creating a movement of when I am clear about what I do, who I am and how I do it different. I have a team right now that does some of my social media. And at the very beginning, I've, now I have a document that says, that talks more about the feel of our brand, the words that we use. And, and, but at the beginning, I always have to review everything and go, no, we wouldn't say it this way. Our brand says it this way. Like don't pussyfoot around shit. Like I'm one to go, no, Boom. Right. So it's about really being clear about who it is that you are 
over and above logo and, and feel. The logo and the website feel have to be, the, that information that we talked about, the brand DNA, informs the look and feel. Most people do look and feel first so they can have a false sense of accomplishment, right? Oh, Hoping I somebody that. says, oh, that looks good. That looks good and, and that's great, but does it actually convert? Does it, is it compelling and compellingly telling the story as to why I should buy you instead of someone else? Because people will buy. Your ideal client will buy. The question is, will they buy you or will they buy someone else? And the people that they buy with, they resonate with more or these people have been able to communicate the value that they provide in a better way than you have, period. I love that. It's really, really, really fascinating. You and I both kind of have this fuck you vibe, right? Is yeah. <laughs> who gives a shit what the world thinks about us. We're just going to be us and run. But there's a lot of people that listen to us that don't have that strong kind of in your face, you know, personality to them. What do those people do? I mean, in they're, they're more withdrawn. They're more quiet. They're more, well, everybody's introverted, but, but you know, they're more introverted than some. How do they step their brand up so it speaks louder? Yeah, but you know what? It's louder is not always more resonating, right? You and I will resonate with a certain type of people. Correct. Whereas, whereas a massage therapist or a healer or an intuitive um, would, would, be, would convey themselves or be different, um, they will resonate with a different crowd, right? A different segment. The key isn't to, to be louder. The, the key is to be truer. It, when you are truer to who you truly are and find ways to tell that story your way, you will be in front of people that will resonate. Margarita and I, my 30, 30 year uh, wife, um, literally, she is an intuitive, she is introvert, she is calm and collected and she's my rock. I'm all over the place, she's like boom. And lots of people, connect with me and resonate with me, lots of people don't. And then they resonate and connect with her. The way we, if we're saying the same thing, if we go on a Facebook live, I say something, she will say the same meaning, but she'll say it her way. I will see a bunch of people are relating with me, bunch of people are relating with her. It's not about bolder, although sometimes it is. Sometimes you have, if you have to pierce somewhere, you have to make a bold move but it's about being truer. It's about finding ways to really communicate you deeply. And that's what resonates and connects. But everybody, when you say truer, everybody goes, okay, everybody's talking about being authentic and putting this authentic message out in the marketplace and, and, and authentic, authentic, authentic. I don't want to share my family and friends. You know, I hear this from a lot of my clients. Why oh, did you take authentic that way? I don't. Yeah. Okay. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and, and they're, and they're constantly like, I don't want to bring people in my personal life. And my response is you only have to be authentic in the marketplace on the things you want to connect with other people about. Correct. For sure. So what I mean by tour is I don't mean, Oh, you have to document what, whatever you're eating and my kids and my da da da. No, I mean, Hey, if you're disagreeing with the market, if you're disagreeing with someone, if you're, if you're wanting to add something more that people don't know, that's what I mean. Just be true in what, do you know how many people say, 
well, I can't say, I can't put that on my website. Why not? Well, you know, I, I'll piss people off. Yes, I know. Isn't that, that's the point. The point is to resonate, in order to resonate with a bunch of people, you have to not resonate with another bunch of people. And yes. if you don't resonate, you might piss someone off. If you don't piss someone off somewhere, you're certainly not innovating. You know, you have to just take a stand. So what I mean by being true is be clear as to what you stand for and find ways to communicate however you want to communicate, however deeply you want. Do you want to involve people in your personal life or not? That doesn't matter. What matters is that you are true to what you hear. I have a tattoo. I have many tattoos, but one of them says, happiness it could be replaced by success so happiness or success is when what i think say and do are in harmony that is being true i this is this is truly fascinating because as i'm going through this what i just keep hearing in my head growing up as a kid you were taught you say these things right? You were taught, you know, act this way, be this way, do this certain thing. And it's only until the last five or six years, the world's kind of like said, finally, fuck you, be yourself, you know, um, all the way through this. So how does somebody mentally flip the script? And I, I tell a story on one of my, my podcasts about, you know, me playing the corporate America game and wearing the freaking slacks and, and, you know, dressing a certain way, looking away, talking a certain way, no, no twang, no Ugh. profanity, no anything else. You know, it was, and it was, I didn't realize how stifling it was until years later when I broke free from all that shit, but not many people have that internal courage and drive to finally say, fuck it. This is me. Right. Which is a great song, by the way. Yes. Um, you know, where do they find that? How do they flip the script to be able to say, damn it, this is how I'm going to show up. Yeah. Without them. Cause that second thing, and I'm sorry to catch up, but that second thing pops up in their head is what's everybody else going to think of me? Yeah. And I think that entrepreneurship forces you. It forces people to, in order to reach a certain amount of, of success, let me put it this way, the more successful you want to be, the more you're going to have to dig, dig, dig and actually get, get your confidence out for sure. And so you might not, you know, I have moments of lack of confidence like everybody else. They happen and uh, they're real and they're not fun. And, you know, it, but, but truly, if you want success and if you want to create more impact and influence, you are going to have to get out of the get out of the, the the same script and and i believe in catalyst tasks let me explain so i didn't have a ted talk written before i booked a ted talk no you know i booked a ted talk and then i'm like oh shit i got to write a ted talk <laughs> right so i call that then happened to get like what 2.5 million views by the way since people heard <laughs> <laughs> okay that go was ahead. boggling to me by the way i was like how the hell does that happen um but truly catalyst tasks are exactly that they're something that will force you to do the work okay so it's a trap that's what that, that's how i've always put, put it is is you're trapping yourself that you have no choice but to do it that's right, right? i love that okay okay yeah. tell me more tell me more well, you know, to me, it, it really is, um, yeah, I, I like the way you're putting it. It's a trap. You have to trap yourself. 
Um, and it just forces, for those of us who want to do well, right? I mean, at the end of the day, if you're happy with what is, then just continue doing what is. Right. But if you're striving for more, then I always look for what is the next thing that I need to elevate and tweak. And I'm not always aware of that, but I have horses and the horses are secret weapons. Horses reflect energy that whether you know it or not. So as I spend time with my horse, now I know you're going to say not everybody has horses, so they can't utilize that method. I got goats, though. Does that count? I don't know. I don't, maybe. <laughs> uh, but truly, it's always, you know, the, the question that I ask myself often is, where do I want to be? Where do I want to go? And who do I need to become to get there? So who, how is this situation? What is this situation calling me to become? And then when you ask that question, things reveal themselves quite quickly. <laughs> yeah, no, I, it, it's, it's, it's spot on. I have always used group trapping. And what I mean by group trapping is I will put myself in situations where a group of people get to see if I carry out the task. Right. So, so like in my Facebook group, I was like, okay, I'm going to do lives. If I'm going to do lives, I'm going to do it when I can have fun and I'm going to do it every week. So I told this Facebook group that I run, I'm like, okay, four o'clock every Friday, we're doing champions happy hour. I'm going to be here with a glass of rum talking about the week and just fuck you. We'll motivate, talk business, everything else. Yeah. It's been massively successful. It's been a lot of fun to do, but what people didn't know in me doing that, that was me setting a group trap. That if I'm telling everybody that I'm going to show up every Friday, then by God, I got to show up every Friday. That's right. You know, and, and I, I love this entire idea and, and the whole thought process of who I be, need to become to get where I want to go. Um, I actually wrote those lines in my book, but uh, it, it's the truth because we don't often think about our own personal evolution. We only think about where we're at and what's happening to us now. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I'm going to add to that as part of a person's growth in order to create more impact in business and in, in with your brand. I have two things that I work on. I, they're right here. I've got it, two post-its that are in, on my monitor all day long, and it's intention. So my who I want to be and how I want to interact, how I want to be experienced and who I want to be. I want to be present, joyful, and bold. That's how I want to be on a constant basis. So when I'm not being that, I'm like, oh, or a situation is like, I go, okay, Isabel, remember, how do you want to be? You want to be present, joyful, and bold. And how do I want to interact? I am a badass, yet I want to be, I want people to experience that I care, right? I care, I'm engaged, and I'm inspiring. So when I know the mix of these three words, uh, six words basically all the time, this is kind of like my little gauge, right? Say what you mean and mean what you say. That's basically what it comes down to, right? And that truly is what branding is. There's such a fine line because I got hung up on the word bold for so many. And I often, I try and sit here and go, okay, what is the question my listeners are asking? And, and when you say bold, 
it means stepping out, doing something bigger, taking the risk and stepping into it. I, I'm making that assumption how you define bold. That's the question I'm asking is, is how do you define it? But when people think of bold, it can be a trigger word for them. Right. Right. So how do you define it? How, how do you position it? How I define bold is exactly what I just said, which is say what you mean and mean what you say. It doesn't mean that I'm going to go suddenly, you know, build an island, uh, the shape of a heart, although that'd be a really cool idea, but, um, that, that'd be bold. That'd be, that'd be courageous, bold and ballsy, um, bold, you know, when you're bold, you do, you know, there are so many times that I'm like, Oh, should I say this? Yes, I should. Because now how you say it, you have to say it in a way that will resonate. This is why I have caring, engaging, and inspiring because I want my message to land. Yeah, I am a badass and yeah, I will swear and yeah, I will tell it to you like it is. But I want to do that in a way that will land because I don't want to just be uh, provocative for the sake of being provocative. I just want, I want to feel aligned. I want to know that I have done what I could today. I have said what I wanted to say today. And there are times where I say, I've, sometimes I apologize, especially with my mom, because she gets the, the brunt of me. But, you know, I will say to my mom, you know, mom, I, I apologize for, I'm not apologizing for what I said. I'm apologizing for how I said it. Because mm. I rarely apologize for what I say, unless it requires an apology, in which case I will, right? But, yeah, but. On that note, you bump up against it like I do, because in certain circles that in our line of business, you have to run in our personality types to some is like nails on the chalkboard. So fine. Correct. We're not the target market. Right. Yeah. You know, um, but you're still supposed to have a quote unquote etiquette in these circles. And it drives people nuts when we show up as we are, you know, uh, Prime example, I was invited to sit on a board meeting to talk about a very particular topic last year. I walk in, everybody, guys and gals are in full suits, you know, decked in a nine. I'm in blue jeans, cowboy boots and a t-shirt, you know, and you can just almost feel the entire room look at me as I walk through the door. And of course, when they got to the portion where I was quote unquote supposed to say my one little sentence. Yeah. I went on a five minute diatribe of how stupid this whole thing was and why they were even having a conversation. Bull in the China shop. So I'm curious for you, because I obviously I just pointed out how I handle it. How how do you stand the line of etiquette and being authentic to yourself? Yeah, it's a great question. I just had that conversation with someone that works for a big, big entertainment company and you know, there's with everything that's happening in the world right now, she's kind of like us, right? She's like this bull in the China shop. Yeah. She's like, well, what is the line? Uh, I think, I think what we want to say and how it's being said makes a big difference. You know, I've said some pretty bold, provocative things in a way that would land better. And that just allows me to say what I want to say without dissing or without making the other party wrong. Um, people are all entitled to the way that they are. I remember uh, I was on a panel once where uh, this person, you know how you said, 
you know, sometimes we go to a group of people and then our personality is nails on a chalkboard for some people. Well, yep. the reverse is true too. There yes. are some, uh, you know, and sometimes <laughs> I'm like, oh, and there was one guy on this panel that pussyfoot around everything. You know, he basically, he said a lot of words to not say anything, but I knew what he was trying to say. And I was like, okay, I think what he's trying to say. So instead of saying, hey, why don't you stop pussy, pussyfooting around? Why don't you freaking say what you want to say? I just went, I'm going to reiterate what I think you're saying because I think you're going around. I'm not sure, but let's see. And so I said what I had to say and everybody, you could have heard the audience go, <gasps> yep. but, but I said it in a way that wasn't making him, I was basically helping him because he wasn't, he didn't have the guts to truly commit. When, when you dive off of a freaking diving board, you're not like dive and then midway through uncommit. Change your mind, yeah. No, like, come on, you, you have to commit. So if you're, to, if you're to say something, then commit. It doesn't matter, you know, you have to say it the way you would say it. Mar Margarita finds a way, my wife finds a way to say things. And I always go, that's exactly what I said, right? And she's like, yeah, but Isabel, you said it in a way that bounced off as opposed so, to in a way that doesn't. The reason I'm laughing is I've had interpreters my entire life. I know. <laughs> Isabel. So she goes, I speak Isabel. Right. <laughs> So kindred spirits, it's just fun. Um, because yeah. you get the hey, before Donnie walks through the room, let me tell you a couple of things, right? You know, <laughs> you come with a warning label. Yes, yes, I love it. I love it. I love it. You know, so all right, we've talked about a lot of things, and I'm really fascinated. Where is the world of Isabel going? You know, uh, where's this journey taking you? and your wife for 30 years, your brand building, your businesses, everything. Where's this adventure and ride taking you? Well, this adventure, you know, we actually had the step here of moving onto the island and have our own retreat center for entrepreneurs and thought leaders. Um, the next step to the journey, and I might be within hopefully five, not too much, too much more than five years, for example, it's I, we're in the, on the path of creating our own island. I was joking earlier about, uh, wouldn't that be a great idea? It is, it is something that we are on the path to do. I would love to own uh, my own island. Um, I already have the name for it and everything. Uh, what I want is I want to work more deeply with entrepreneurs and brands and businesses to set them up uh, as conscious brands that are badass and that are making life better but shorten the process of getting to a point, uh, getting to some of their goals. So I really want to spend really undivided attention looking under the hood and crafting brands and businesses. That's my passion. And I want to do it. I don't want to do it on an intermittent, um, you know, people come here two, three days, which is way better than years ago where we didn't spend all that time with them. But I'd love to spend a month with these entrepreneurs on our own island. And of course that island will also double up. As if I ever spent a month with you, you better have a shit ton of alcohol. Because oh, we are going to drink our faces off in that would. one time. <laughs> we would, we would. And I would love for that island to also be a place for uh, horses. Uh, obviously we rescue horses. And, uh, and to people, our aging parents and uncles, you know, I would love for them to have a a safe place to be as they grow older. I'm now facing, you know, an, an, an aging mother and uh, I, it's, a, it's a challenge, you know? Right, right, no, that's beautiful. How 
do people find out about you, your course? Um, because I guarantee they're interested and want to learn more. Um, how, how do they get in touch with you? All that amazing stuff. Yeah, there's a few ways. Uh, one way, our website is leapzonestrategies.com. On that website, there are Leap TV, which is great free, um, free videos about how to build a, an intelligent business and a smart business that makes life better and brand. Um, so there's also on there, there's a needs assessment. And to get a conversation with me or one of my member, one of my team members here at LeapZone to have some connect, live connection with us, uh, you, need to, you just need to fill out our needs assessment. The needs assessment alone is valuable. And it's absolutely free to speak with one of us um, to actually all of our initial clarity calls are really impactful. So that's one way. And build to rock is at build with a D build to rock.com. Great program for small business owners who want to, who want to kick butt, right? Want to kick ass and do it intelligently and having fun through it. So it's a really cool, really cool program. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I love that you have the programs out there for the small business owners. There's a lot of things that are geared toward them, but not a lot of good branding stuff. So, so good on you. Yeah, um, you're welcome. I knew, so, I knew that was lacking. <laughs> <laughs> um, so here's my tough question that I end every podcast with, and I do stump some people. So get okay. ready. <laughs> I'm ready. If you were going to leave the champions around the world, like we're currently playing in 96 countries, if you were going to leave them with a quote, a phrase, a saying, a mantra, something they could take with them on their journey, especially when they're stacked up against it and going through it, what's that quote or phrase you would say? Remember this. Ah, remember, everything is an experiment and nothing is permanent. Mm, beautiful. Tell me more. Yeah, you know, a lot of people, we all, including me, when I say a lot of people, I, don't, I include me we tend to put a lot of work and emphasis and sweat equity in something. And then when it goes sideways or when it's not as great as you thought it would be, uh, it's, it's a bummer. And for some people it's a huge bummer to a point where it stops them from um, trying again, or it stops them from getting back up. And a mentor of mine said this to me uh, years ago, he said, you're, you're very dangerous, Isabel. You create everything with utmost excellence and you're setting yourself up for disappointment. And at some point, you're not going to want to play the game anymore. So he goes, why don't you, why don't you think that everything is on a napkin? And I was like, Whoa, that, that sounds like, you know, half-assed to me. And he's like, no, just, just understand that nothing's permanent. If you don't like something, you can change it. If you like something, you can double click on it and have more and do more. Nothing is permanent and everything is just a big old experiment. So have fun, have fun exploring and expanding and don't take yourself or anything too goddamn seriously. <laughs> Fucking love it. Isabel, this has been a blast. I knew it would be. It's been a hell of a journey. Hell of a ride. Thank you so very much for jumping on here and just having a hell of a conversation with us. I'm damn glad we did it. I am damn glad we did it. And you are very good. I've enjoyed every minute. Thank you, dear. I appreciate that.
energy. I love those those conversations that just completely get you to dive in deeper and think about how to reframe something you were thinking about. Man, she is, is awesome and I enjoyed every minute of that. Guys, come hang out for more conversations in our Facebook group. Head on over to Facebook, up in the search bar, type in Success Champions. Click on groups and you'll find us. We'll be right there. Over a thousand small business owners from around the world who are collectively rising, networking, and growing their business. You will not be disappointed. The highest engagement of any group that I've been around in is absolutely amazing and awesome. So come hang out with a bunch of badass business owners in the Success Champions Facebook group. And share this out with somebody who needs to hear these words. Uh, and and people that need to be inspired, touched, and, and learn something new about how to grow their business. Talk soon, guys. Love you. Later. Kevin and I have a lot of fun each week recording these episodes and sharing our best thoughts and ideas with you all. Man, we're just proud to, to have you guys as listeners always tuning in. And we really appreciate the messages. We get the DMs, emails, and the likes from you guys with questions and ideas for future shows. And that just means the world to us. We really are changing how the world networks. We've poured our heart and soul into Success Champions Networking, and it continues to grow. So if you haven't checked out a chapter and you're looking for a mastermind group of pure, absolute badasses that understand that giving introductions are way more powerful than referrals. Go to successchampionnetworking.com and request a visit. And thanks for being you. Thanks for being a champion of your success, because that's what it means to be a success champion.